Life Happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. In celebration of 25 years of democracy, sports journalists Luke Alfred and Ian Hawkey have written Vuvuzela Dawn, 25 sports stories that shaped a new nation. It's a brilliant collection of stories, uh, sporting highlights and a few disasters that resonate with all South Africans. Mm, Let's take a listen to this one. I think it was the biggest and the most powerful moment for us. And I think even uh, when the people saw Nelson Mandela on the field with that rugby jersey, it was even more because then that even pick up the people and the crowd to support us more as a unit uh, or as a, as a South African unity. I never knew he was going to be there eh? and I never ever thought in my life that he would wear a Springbok jumper. And he just stood there and he had this aura and he just said, good luck. That's, that's just all he said. And then he turned around and there was this number six on his back and that was me. She said, I was so emotional. I couldn't sing the anthem. I was just, you know, I was just too emotional, too proud. Goosebumps, I tell you. Goosebumps. Absolutely amazing. Who will ever forget that moment, right? The Springboks winning the World Cup back in 1995. And then fast forward a little bit, Bafana Bafana winning uh, the Africa Cup of Nations on their tournament debut. That was in 96. And then there's Josiah Tugwana and uh, Penny Haynes and uh, winning gold at the 1996 Olympics. Uh, Kevin Anderson's epic 26-24 win in the fifth set tie break with John Eisner to secure his place in last year's Wimbledon final. And I can go on and on and on, but I don't, I don't want to, to spoil the book for you. We have the authors with us in studio. Luke Alfred is here as well as uh, Ian Hawkey. Uh, He's joining us on the line from uh, London. Now, gentlemen, such a pleasure to have you both with us. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm going to start with you, Ian. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what led to this book that we now have celebrating 25 years uh, of our democracy, but sporting focus in uh, particular. Well, I I think it was um, both Luke and I have have had the privilege of of reporting a lot on um, South African sports internationally and and in South Africa. And I think we, we both appreciated what a unique period it wasn't and also how how central sport had been to to the new south africa and um healing divisions and also just producing remarkable individuals remarkable teams and it 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 seemed like it some of these these stories should be remembered appreciated looked at again with a bit of perspective because as, as we just heard everybody knows a lot about the 95 world Cup rugby victory, but but not everyone knows what happened behind the scenes, and, mm. and Luke's done a marvellous job with that. So, yeah, it, it was about preserving memory as much as anything, I think. Yeah, Luke, let's talk a little bit about that context, because, I mean, I, I'm the first to admit that I know very little about sport, and initially that could be off-putting. You know, you look at a book like this and you think, I'm not going to glean anything from it. But when you start to read the behind the scenes, you then realize that it's more than just the sporting moment. There's a piece of history there. There's some context. Tell us a little bit about how you sort of dug into that trove of knowledge to unearth some of those key lessons that we can learn still as a country well it, 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 that's obviously that the participants are the are the are the main the main providers of that context and um you know generally people were very generous and enthusiastic about the project and you know it's 
people people gain perspective over the years. Um, you mentioned in in the introduction that that sort of um, that juggernaut of events immediately after after 1994, rugby, Bafana, Bafana, the Olympics. Mm. Um, and talking to the people involved in in those, you know, they've got they've got quarter of a century of perspective, and and they were they were fascinating, um, looking back as as older, wiser people, on on both the adrenaline of the, the event itself and now realizing um, 25 years later what it meant because you know sometimes in the heat of the moment that's that's the last thing you're thinking about, mm. but I think they appreciate now that that they were doing something not just, you know, of great personal glory at the moment, but but that was going to really resonate for a long time in, in, a, in a unique period and, and, and in a unique country. Hmm. Thank you so much for that, Ian. Luke, let's just turn our attention to you briefly and speak about some of the ebb and flow that we've experienced sport-wise. We can speak about the highs, you know, winning this, winning that, but we've experienced some lows as well. So let's Talk a little bit about some of those key moments that you highlighted and what, what's special for you in terms of the peak periods and uh, suppose of those valley experiences that we've had as a country. Um, look, Ian has gestured to some of the high moments. The first section of the book is called Honeymoon, mm. and that really tells you what you need to know. You know, there's a strange ignorance that allows us to go into international sport. We haven't played international sport before. We've never lost international sport before because we haven't played it. And the irony of the situation is that because we haven't played it and we haven't lost, we strangely enough know how to win. And it's key in 95, 96 for me that we go in with a sort of a sublime ignorance. Mm. Not that they weren't talented sides. They were talented sides, make no mistake. But there's no fear and there's no bogeyman on your, loitering on your yeah. shoulder. And that comes later. Um, you see it in cricket specifically, you know, in the tied semifinal in the 1999 World Cricket World Cup. And so you develop this narrative of failing to win the big moments mm. or the C word as the popular media like to evoke in this country. You know, so so as we grow into our period of sporting readmission, I think there's a a larger, more rounded understanding of what it means to be there yeah. and what it means to be there means you have to take on board the possibility of not doing very well. Mm. And so we begin to get haunted by the possibility of failure with the sides which the sides in the early 90s on readmission didn't really have to deal with. And the interesting parallels incidentally with Zimbabwean sport because Zimbabwean sport has a very similar passage although it happens 10 or 15 years earlier than us. Mm -hmm. In the early 80s they get back into international sport and they also do surprisingly well given their size and given their ability and given the players from whom they have to choose. Yeah. They do quite well in field hockey and they do quite well in cricket. Incidentally both quite white sports at that stage. Mm -hmm. So that you know and then and then you know as we grow up if you like if we grow into adolescence for mm. want of a better phrase you know so we begin to experience some really traumatic and negative moments in South African sport Hansi Kronier affair Kampstaldraat those types of things and you know the the, the landscape of South African sport is always quite a complicated one you know the, it's, it's a very emotional one it's um, yeah it's not 
it's not it's probably even now not entirely normalized because mm. it's become a a realm for the politicians hasn't it i was about to say you know where do you you see the correlation between uh, politics and sport and not just when it comes to development not when it just comes to um you know representation and 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 the demographics but also in the leadership so a lot of people and i don't know if this is correct would attribute some of the success as well to the madiba magic you know to say when uh, there was this kind of leadership in place it manifested also onto the field and uh, you then have you know the absence of that in the latter years i don't know if there's merit uh, to that but maybe we can quickly just touch on politics and how it impacts on sports and and in in your book and how you uh, put that together well you know we tend to think of leadership as being about um charismatic and dynamic individual people usually men mm-hmm. but there's a chain of leadership isn't there so in the 1995 rugby world cup there was clearly um some kind of emotional magic between francois pinar and madiba mm-hmm. so you know you have stages of leadership or chains of leadership and they go you know into the system and down through the side and historically when you're looking at successful sporting teams uh it's not only the leaders outside of the teams perhaps administrators perhaps politicians it's not usually politicians mm. it's just because we come from a strange place called south africa that it is politicians <laughs> yes. okay but in other countries in the world it's not politicians politicians normally and sports administrators and often the two are sort of almost the same thing in south africa unfortunately but it, you know that's a peculiarly south african thing but to get back to the original point what you often have in highly successful teams if you have a spine of leadership running down the team you know you'll have a captain but you have a strong vice captain and you have some strong senior individuals mm-hmm. and you see that in for example um the jerry sikosana chapter um um legs of thunder plays a stormer in the book that's what mm-hmm. the chapter's called you know and jerry as ian does quite beautifully in that chapter it's a lovely chapter he he points out that jerry um had paid his dues in a way and jerry had opinions and jerry was important to orlando pirates circa 1995 mm-hmm. so leadership is a you know it's a multi-layered proposition is it not I couldn't agree with you more and I'm getting such a great sense of nostalgia as you just conjure up so many familiar memories and images uh, just by mentioning the likes of Jerry Scosana and so many other people that you've touched on. I know there's a part uh, about baby Jake Matlala and uh, his world light flyweight title in Las Vegas in 97 and so on and so forth. So we'll we'll speak about that in more in just a moment right up to Spiro Chavalala's opening goal for South Africa uh, back in the World Cup in 2010. Oh, the Euphoria. It's 26 minutes after 2. We continue this discussion in just a moment. Reason to be cheerful. 1 to 3 p.m. Ayanda Ali Payne on SAFM. Our book review today, Much Ado About 25 Years of Democracy, Sports Stories That Really Managed to Shape Our Country. I'm speaking to Luke Alfred and Ian Hawkey about 25 sports stories that shaped a new nation. It's Vuvuzela Dawn. The book is available in stores and we're unpacking it now. Ian, let's go back to you very quickly. Other than bringing up warm and fuzzy feelings, what was the objective of the book and to whom is it directed? 
Uh, well, I would, I, I, I'd like to say it's um, directed to people who are interested in South Africa and maybe secondarily people who are interested in, in sport because I think these, these stories tell us a lot about humanity and about uh, a particular exhilarating time in, in the country's history um, as well as being, as you say, uh, a, a nice little um, journey back into the past and and moments which which people will remember and they'll they'll remember in a sort of oh I remember when I was listening to that mm-hmm. or watching that mm-hmm. sort of way um, and yes you know there is there is a lot of feel good um, nostalgia in the book um, and there's also some you know there's some some more some more barren emotions I think um, in parts. Um, as far as an intention, I, I, um, I think we, you know, we're both we're both professional journalists, and and we felt it was important that that people do have the opportunity to remember and and reflect back on 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 what has been an, an amazing time and some amazing individuals, and and to a certain extent, what you know, what it all meant for South Africa's democracy as a whole. Hmm. I think, Luke, it also speaks to unfinished business that we perhaps have, not only as a nation, but also, I suppose, in the sporting fraternity, because there have been a lot of developments, especially when it comes to Casta Semenya. We're going to take a quick break now and uh, listen to the news headlines. And when we come back, just as we wrap, I'd love to speak about stories that are current uh, here and now. So the likes of your Wade Fanigak and the amazing work that uh, he's doing, Casta Semenya's uh, Olympic golds as well, and some of the terms that she's had to undergo as a result of, you know, the IAAF looking into her gender and her testosterone levels, you name it. So maybe let's take a quick break, focus on the news headlines in just a moment. And when we come back, we'll wrap things up. Life Happens, weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Just uh, quickly wrapping up our book review for today. We're still joined by Luke Alfred and Ian Hawkey, just uh, focusing on 25 years of democracy, sports uh, journalists uh, shaping, uh, or at least uh, giving us uh, those uh, stories that really shaped this new nation of ours, this young democracy that we're just about to celebrate in a couple of days' time. On the 27th of April, we turn 25. Um, Vuvuzela Dawn is the book that we're looking into. And very quickly, um, Luke, I spoke a little bit about uh, the current issues that we're facing as a country and just how South Africans have really rallied behind Casta Semenya um, and, uh, you know, her winning gold. But suppose that the sour part of that winning is that it was very bittersweet. She had dealt with quite a lot to get to the point where she was. Maybe let's quickly touch on that before we, we, we wrap. Yeah, look, I, I think one of the consequences of being readmitted into world sport is in a way you um, you're obliged to kind of play by the rules of the governing bodies and the federations. And while we have uh, an emotional attachment to Custer as ours, mm. as being, a, you know, a proudly representing um, our views and our aspirations as South Africans, you know, it's clearly not quite the way the IAAFC thinks, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's one of the you talked about unfinished business mm. before we had that you know that there is no terminus to these things really um as so 
the, this is simply one of the things that South Africans will have to get used to, you know. The cards don't always fall in your favor as you see this particular debate. Um, it's That's quite a diplomatic answer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to leave it at that, really. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that. And Ian, very quickly, I know this is possibly like having to choose a, a favorite among one's children, which is near impossible, but I simply must ask you some of your favorite parts of the book and and maybe a highlight that you think of. Well, Luke, Luke uh, mentioned um, Orlando Pirates winning the African Champions Cup in 1995. And, uh, you know, I'm not a particular Pirates fan or anything, but I think that was, uh, it, it was a remarkable story and possibly, in spite of Pirates being very popular, but slightly overshadowed by Rugby World Cup and, and Bafana Bafana in the Nations Cup the following well, two months later. But it really was a great adventure for a pirate side who I think pirates, the players probably admit it's not the greatest pirates team of all time. But they, you know, they, they covered the continent and they did so with this fearlessness, without knowing really where they were going and much about the teams they were playing against. And they had some really, really impressive individuals in that mm. team, um, you know, from across the spectrum. Spectrum, and and you mentioned leadership earlier. They, they kept sacking their coach, which um, I think Pirates fans will recognise is not that unusual. <laughs> but um, you know, the players the players led 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 the whole campaign, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it was surprised everyone. Oh. Um, but- yeah, I think you've redeemed yourself. You started off by saying you're not quite a Pirates fan. And I thought, oh, and then you sort of covered it beautifully. But gentlemen. Yeah, I, I really didn't um, offend too many listeners. I'm uh-huh. very fond of Pirates. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Look, it's you and me both here, but I'd never say that out loud. So let's just keep this between the three of us. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. The book is available at all good bookstores, I believe. Uh, Luke? Yes. Uh-huh. Exclusive books. Online, there's an e-book, uh, Vuvuzela Dawn. It's a, it's a good title, I have to say. Uh, yeah, I know. We haven't even touched on the Vuvuzela and how it just uh, became so famous or infamous as well, shall I say. But gentlemen, perhaps it's a conversation for another day. Thank you very much for having joined us.